Welcome to the Weight Inclusive Innovators Podcast. My name is Hannah Turnbull. And I'm Morgan Sinclair. We're two non-diet dietitians, entrepreneurs, and Enneagram 7s here to talk shop about the business side of things. From managing a team of clinicians to building a cohesive brand to figuring out how the heck to pay yourself, we get deep down in it talking about what it actually takes to start, run, and grow your weight inclusive business the good and the messy. We know your degree didn't include any business classes, at least not any applicable to what you're doing now as an entrepreneur. This is why we are on a mission to bring business education to other weight inclusive clinicians. Say sayonara to all the hours spent on Google and hello to information that is actually relevant. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to our first mini-sode. Mini-sode. We have many topics we want to talk about on this podcast. And some of them were like, oh, this might take us five minutes to discuss, but we still want to. And so we're planning to have some of these episodes come out at times. And today we just recorded our first podcast. And we're feeling a little bit of a vulnerability hangover. So we wanted to, it, it is scary. So we wanted to talk about vulnerability hangovers and how we're feeling right now when we've had them in the past normalizing them, all that good stuff. So Morgan, tell us about your vulnerability hangover right now. Right now. Yeah. I mean, I, we were debriefing recording our first episode and I second guessed every single thing that came out of my mouth on the episode of (laughs) not everything. Some of it was good information, but I feel like when you're sharing so much information and even thinking of all of the future information we're going to share, I start second guessing myself of, is this good information, the right information? Is this information people want to hear? Did I word that the right way? Are people going to take that out of context? And then I feel really fucking vulnerable. Yep. I'm sitting here nodding. If you're watching the YouTube, you can see me like bobbing because I feel all of that too. And I think this, well, one vulnerability hangover of just being a human in a space, talking about things and relating your life to it, um, you know, bringing in your own lived experience that is vulnerable. And then also how vulnerability hangovers hold people back in their businesses in a lot of ways. Ooh, yeah. That's I'm, good. Im- I'm imagining almost like a web of vulnerability hangover in the middle. And then coming off of there is like imposter syndrome questioning self, not recording because you don't think what you recorded was good enough, or you're afraid to put it out into the world. Or the Um, classic, everyone else has already shared that. Why should I? Yes. What is that called? What would, what would we call that? It's not comparison. It's just, it's like a self-limiting belief. Self. There we go. I would say it would be underneath the comparison trap and the web of being vulnerable. Yes. We wanted to just do a mini-sode real quick on vulnerability hangovers because we're kind of settling into the discomfort of this is going to happen for us a lot. It is what it is. It's really normal. Um, I know I felt it in many different parts of my business, which I can go into in a minute, but Morgan, when's the last time you felt a vulnerability hangover besides this? (laughs) Besides this. (laughs) And you're going to have another one after this. Yeah. Yeah. I know. We're going to have another one right after, right after we report this. That's fine. I would say honestly, probably on Tuesday when I did the EDRD pro webinar, 
anytime. And it's, it's so confusing for my brain because I love public speaking. Love it. I get so energized. I know you do too. Getting to talk with people, getting to network is one of my favorite things in the whole wide world. And so then whenever I finish stuff like that and I start doubting myself, I'm like, what's happening? Why do I feel this way? It was so fun. I felt so good about it. Why am I doubting myself now? And I think we just kind of are too hard on ourselves sometimes. What about you? When was the last time that you had a vulnerability hangover? Yeah. Well, I just want to normalize everything you felt after speaking. Um, I feel like we've referenced EDRD Pro a bit in our two episodes so far. And so we just want to shout out EDRD Pro. We love them. It's a really great resource for eating disorder clinicians to stay on top of the latest topics and research and information relating to our work and business stuff, uh, which is cool. I have a talk coming up for them in February, which we will talk about on another podcast. But um, I have given a presentation for them in the past and other presentations have definitely felt the same way. And it's like many things going on at once of vulnerability hangover, but then like almost feeling high on the experience too. of like, I can go do 1000 things today because I'm so anxious and it makes me feel high. (laughs) So there's that piece too. Um, But recently, the last time I felt vulnerability hangover, about to pull up my calendar again to see. (laughs) I actually, um, one of my clients started with a new therapist and it'd been a while since I had not met a new therapist because obviously always in the space networking and whatnot, but because I've been running the group practice, I actually haven't taken on a new client in well over a year. And so usually that's the time when a client will also establish care with a new therapist or like they have a therapist that you would need to connect with. So one of my clients started with a new therapist and I was like, Oh, what, like, what do I tell this? Like, what all do I need to cover in this? I've got four years of work with this client. Um, the vulnerability of meeting with somebody new. And in a lot of ways, when you're coordinating care, you are representing yourself and your work. And so I felt vulnerability hangover after that call because it had just been a long time since I'd done one. Everybody that I work with has an established team that we're really close with and driving with. So yeah, I remember feeling a vulnerability hangover after that phone call ended of like, am I competent? Did this person think I was competent? Did our conversation matter or was it helpful? You know, and I think it's our brain's way of, again, self-preservation around, well, if I say what happened and it was bad, then I beat people to the punch. You know, I've already started processing that. Yeah. That's a really, that's an interesting way to look at it. How Whenever you notice that, how, what have you found to be helpful to help navigate it? Ooh, that is a really good question. I think for me, because I experience that stuff so much in my body, I always like needed to shake something. So whether I go for a walk or I planned going for a hike or moving my body in some way to like, just shake it out and get it out. That's always really helpful for me. Or if I know I'm going to do something vulnerable, like record a podcast or do a presentation, I probably won't plan anything else big for the rest of the day. Like I'm not going to jump into client work because I know I'm not my present self. And so I might even shut off for the day from work after that and be like, cool, you did, you did your big thing today. And now like go take yourself to do something fun or 
get busy in cleaning your apartment because like that would feel good too. You know, just something different than work. If it's really like a big vulnerability hangover. Girl, same. Nodding my head right along. I do the same thing. Anytime I have something like that, I usually always go for a walk after. I think it's combination of being energized from networking, but there's definitely some anxiety hidden in there that I need to to get my wiggles out. I always remind myself too that it is solely my brain trying to protect me because putting yourself out there, whether it's something like a podcast recording, a presentation, or even something like sharing a hot take on Instagram through a post, like it doesn't have to be like this big shebang. It can be something as, as simple as, as like an Instagram post or um, sharing someone else's uh, post to your stories or anything like that. It's, it's so hard because you, you believe it so much and you're, and there's always this worry of how other people are going to perceive it and doing anything like that puts us in a state of vulnerability. I don't want to use the word vulnerability again. It opens, opens up conversation for people to respond to you positively mm. and negatively. Mm. And I love getting to have conversations that are a little more difficult. They're scary, but they're there. And knowing that someone can respond in that way, not and, and not even knowing how they're going to respond. Because I think you can disagree with something and have a really beautiful conversation come out of it. But there's also disagreement and you can essentially get shitted on. And you're like, that doesn't feel good at all. And having to deal with that. And I just, I keep reminding myself, like, I feel vulnerable and I feel anxious because people can respond to this and I don't know how they're going to. And it's tough, right? Because I, it's, it's not enough of a fear for me to not do it again. It's, it's so present. And I just remind myself of like, body, I hear you. You're trying to take care of me. You're going in the passenger seat. You are not driving these emotions today. Thank you very much. I, this is, this is the beauty of living by myself as I actually talk these things out loud and no one can think I'm not so because it's just me. Except your plants, your plants here. Except my plants. And I have a, a friend who lives above me. And so if it's quiet enough, she probably hears me too, but <laughs> she's like, there's Morgan just processing her shit. Yep. Yeah. It's okay. She's in the mental health space too. So she gets it. I was just thinking about another word for vulnerability of just being exposed and there's the two simultaneous processes going on at the same time of creating content and having these conversations because you want that exposure and you want people to feel they can relate to you and that you're helpful and that you're funny and personable and that you can only do that by putting your content out there. And then there's the flip side of then it leaves you exposed to judgment, to commentary, to our blind spots, right? And things that we're missing, which is good. And we need, we need that feedback. So I was just thinking the most vulnerable thing in my business that I get hangovers from is actually hiring people and going through the inter- interview process. Um, so currently we have a team of seven dietitians, eight, including me, um, and we have an assistant and a biller. And every time I've hired someone, gone through the interview process, offered jobs, I feel so spent and anxious and just like, oh, of am I providing enough? Is what I'm offering valuable and fair? 
Do people want to work for me? Did I build something that is like sustainable? I don't know. I just go on all these spiraling thoughts, but the big ones are also just like what the potential employee views my business as. And also what will it mean to have this person represent me? And so it's just like the ultimate vulnerability hangover. That's a big one because that's something that is, it's not just like a presentation kind of one and done. That's like consistent. Yeah. Have you, have you ever read or heard of the book, Choose Wonder Over Worry by Amber Ray? I have heard of it. I have not read it. Um, Another podcast that I love so much is the Being Boss podcast. And I remember they interviewed Amber and I really, I mean, just that mantra right there, choose wonder over worry, all about being curious. We love that shit. So yeah, we do. I will, I will check that out. It is of all of the, I don't, can you lump business and self-help books together? I feel like they're one and the same when you're an entrepreneur. Of all of those types of books that I have, that is the one that I go to at least once a quarter. And which like is rare. I feel like usually I read a book and I'm like, cool, absorbed all the knowledge. Good to go. I go back to that book so frequently and she, and I I love it because she breaks it down into, gosh, there's probably like 30 different emotions that she talks about. So like meet comparison, meet fear, meet worry. And it's usually like four to eight pages where she just like dives into that one specific emotion. And so I feel like it's so helpful that whenever I go do something that's vulnerable, feel exposed. I love that. Love that synonym for vulnerability. I can identify exactly what it is that I'm navigating. Usually it's the same thing, but I can identify it again and again and go read that section of her book and just feel validated. I love that. And now I'm obviously going to go on Amazon after this. And order it and add it to my stack of 100 business books that I need to read that I just keep collecting. Yes. Story story of the lives of an entrepreneur, right? Yes. I love what you said about the intersection of self-help books and business because we are our businesses and it's really hard to separate life from business as far as you bringing yourself And we actually talk about that a lot in my master's program in organizational leadership. We talk about leaders, what you bring as a person is just integral and so important. And that's what feeds into your leadership. It's not just, here's the set of skills that you learn, whether it's leadership or being a business owner, it's what you bring to those skills. And so there is that level of vulnerability there is what I'm bringing enough or good or valuable. I think the collective answer that everyone needs to hear and that we need to tell ourselves is yes. (laughs) I'm such a verbal processor that anytime, and I think it sounds like you are too, that anytime I go through that, hopping on the phone and talking it through with someone who also gets it is the most helpful. Having business besties is a fabulous way to do that. Yes. And a therapist. (laughs) And a therapist. You're right. You're right. Can't forget that. In the moment, the business bestie, when therapy comes around, the therapist. Yes. And that's what we're here to be too, is your business besties. Heyo. We are here for you. We understand the vulnerability of all of this. And we hope that this episode, this mini-sode allows you to see a little bit in our brains and how we process and 
um, that this podcast is a really vulnerable project for us that we're still so stoked on. It's an and situation. It's a yes and situation for sure. As always, if you have any questions for us, want to share about your most recent vulnerability hangover, feel free to send us an email. We love chatting with other people. We're both huge community people. You can send us an email at weightinclusiveinnovators at gmail.com. And if you want to keep listening, make sure you subscribe. All right. We will see you next time. Bye, everyone.